0: Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Twitter Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. Got a really fun night tonight. Got a big show. We got Coach Dave Ronhart with us. He is uh, He's a, an assistant coach. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get a lot of in-depth conversation, not only about his program, but just kind of college baseball in general. Hey, Coach, are you out there? Yeah, I
1: am. Thanks for having me on, man.
0: Oh, thank you so much for being here. I've really been looking forward to tonight. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? And while you do it, just kind of give us a little bit of a sense of who you are. Like, what year did you graduate from high school? Where you went to school afterwards? And and really, how'd you get into playing baseball?
1: Yeah, yeah. So Dave Reinhart, assistant baseball coach at Allegheny College. Um, I mean, I got into baseball. I mean, my dad was just a huge baseball guy. So, I mean, as soon as you know, I, I was able to pick up a bat and ball, uh, you know, I, I was out there playing. Um, so, you know, baseball is something that, um, you know, it has been with me my entire life. Uh, I was a 2011 graduate of Allegheny High School here in Lavelle, Maryland. Um, and, you know, from there, I went on to play two years actually at Allegheny College. Um, and, and then from there, I was looking to go play at Frostburg State prior to Uh, Some elbow tendonitis issues, which, you know, would end up being, unfortunately, the end of my collegiate career. Um, But, you know, um, that's about that's about the uh, overview of the playing career.
0: (laughs) Man, I got to tell you, I love that story. I hear that all the time. And I think that's everybody's story that really gets into baseball is their dad. You know, I mean, hey, that's how I got into it. I know that's how my son got into it. And there's such a connection between dads and their sons and their daughters, you know, just in regards to sports. There's just something about it. And there's that special feel with baseball. You know, I even now, you know, hey, hey, you know, Dave, I'm 56 years old and I sit around often when i'm talking to my dad and things that reflect back in my mind or just being out in the yard and playing catch with him and that's just things you just never forget it's a bond that lasts a lifetime i love that story but i gotta tell you man you're a young dude 2011 you graduated high school you are super young and then it went to allegheny college and i mean i think that's so cool how did that how did that happen for you to go from high school to um to, to school right there yeah
1: so you know it, it's kind of a funny story you know a lot of kids grow up you know dreaming to play at you know the Ohio State Vanderbilt Tennessee I mean you name it um, you know I grew up dreaming actually of playing at Allegheny College in Maryland because of the coach who was here uh, coach Steve Buzarnik who was my coach when I was out here legendary coach three-time Hall of Fame inductee um you know was the winningest coach in college baseball for a number of years um when i was younger my dad was uh, a runner and so i would go out to ac with him when he would run and naturally you know as a baseball guy i, I would go and watch their games all the time and i remember thinking to myself man i just can't imagine being able to play at such a high level like this um and you know it was kind of a motivating factor throughout, you know, my, even my younger years. That Man, you know, one day I want to be able to play out there. I want to be coached by, you know, Coach by Um, So going into my senior year, I knew that I had uh, work ahead of me. Um, so, you know, I, I really made sure that, you know, my junior and senior year, I worked really hard, uh, you know, to make sure that that was something that, you know, would be able to come to fruition for me, and it was. Uh, you know, I was super thankful for those two years I got to spend with Coach Bazarnik at AC. Um, you know, I, I, I really had a great time out there and, you know, was able to be coached by one of the best to ever do it.
0: No doubt, man. That's so cool. So you kind of mentioned when you were talking about your playing career that you ran into some tendonitis. What positions did you play? Were you a pitcher?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I was one of those guys that throughout high school, I was like, man, I'm a legitimate two-way guy. You know, I I played the corners um, and I, I quickly found out through high school and then early on in college I tried to Wayne and, you know, coach Buzarnik had a conversation with me early on about, Hey, you know, your, your role on this team would be as a pitcher. Um, and you know, we, we want you to focus on the mound. I mean, looking back, he was spot on. I mean, you know, I, I didn't have those skills to play at that level, um, you know, in the field. Um, so I'm super thankful he was able to have that conversation with me and, um, you know it, it's kind of funny looking back when it when you first hear that you're you know as the position player you you're kind of a little bit hesitant to believe it but it was definitely the right decision um, so yeah I was I was a pitcher uh, you know it was always my first love um, but obviously I like to get out there and be a position player when I could but um, yeah I mean I, I pitched my entire life and you know I racked up quite an amount of innings. (laughs) Um, But yeah, unfortunately towards the end, you know, just from years of abuse without, you know, really taking care of my arm the way that I should have, you know, I started to develop some tendonitis, and, you know, really never could shake it.
0: Gotcha. Absolutely. So tell us, just kind of give us a little bit of a feel though as to what the recruiting process was like for you. And, and if you had some other opportunities to go elsewhere or if really it was all about, you know, AC. I love that. It was all about AC, AC and Coach Mazarnik.
1: Yeah, I mean, I had I had other offers and opportunities uh, to go play at some other levels. But for me, um, you know, I didn't really feel like I, I had something that was fitting to what I wanted at that time. Um, and so I felt like, you know, two years go gamble on yourself at junior college, be a Juco bandit. Um, You know, and then see what, you know, reassess and see how things are after two years. Um, You know, if I would have stayed healthy, I think, you know, I I could have definitely done, um, you know, gotten better opportunities than, um, you know, coming straight out of high school. Now, you know, for the younger guys who are listening, the recruiting process, even in 2011, I know that's only 12 years ago, but was completely different from what it is now. Um, You know, nobody was really utilizing Twitter. There weren't really recruiting services. Um, You know, my recruiting was literally done off of uh, a handheld camera that my dad had uh, that we put onto like a CD and made like a little highlight tape, um, you know, and then sent out to colleges. So, you know, it is a completely different game now in the recruiting world than it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago.
0: Man, I appreciate that. That's a great transition, too, because that's a lot. What, what I really want to talk about tonight is recruiting and of so many of the changes in recruiting. And and Dave, I, I know, you know, this uh, coach, but just as a reminder, our core audience is really uncommitted high school prospects. And they're looking for an opportunity to move to the next level. And a lot of these guys have a ton of ability. Maybe their name hasn't been out there. You know, maybe their dad wasn't holding a camera and then burning a CD for them, but they've been u- utilizing Twitter and just somehow, some way, they're just kind of getting overlooked a little bit as well, you know, because Twitter, you're just kind of inundated with so much video and we're, we're definitely going to get into that. And I love this was just a perfect transition. I do want to thank everyone again for jumping in. Thank you for being part of this. Um, if you got in late, don't worry about it. One of the great thing about things about Spaces is we're able to record it. And in doing that, we'll retweet this whole thing out in its entirety. So if you were late, you'll be able to hear it. Uh, tonight, we're talking with Coach Ron Hart. He's an assistant coach with Allegheny College of Maryland. And uh, we, we kind of started it out just getting a little bit of his background. And we're, we're kind of catching up to date now. And so one of the things I'm really interested in, Coach, is once your playing career really kind of came to that end with the tendonitis and so forth, hey, did you just – immediately transition into coaching or was it a little bit of a process and if and if it was what what kind of turns you on to becoming a coach
1: yeah so it's kind of a funny story i i spent a little time away from the game uh, after you know going through that i was really frustrated and you know upset uh you know you spend your whole life throwing a baseball and then you can't you know it's a pretty upsetting uh thing to go through Um, so I would say probably about three or four years after my collegiate career was over, um, I was just messing around one day and throwing, um, actually in the parking lot, uh, at the business that I own. And I was like, you know what, that doesn't feel too bad. And so I called up a men's league (laughs) and, uh, ended up going and throwing a few innings for them over the course of two years, um, and then it ended up, you know, coming back a little bit on me uh, again, you know, my fault for not taking care of my arm the way that I should have. But um, when I got to the point when I realized, hey, you know, you, you're not you're not going to be able to get around the game anymore on the mound. Uh, I was like, well, I got to find out a way to get around the game because, I, you know, I've spent some time away from it and I, I really did not enjoy it. Um, so. Uh, I actually started by helping out as an assistant coach on a men's league team. Um, And, you know, we had some really good success over those couple years that I was there. And uh, then I ended up taking over uh, the team. And while doing this, I was doing some recruiting service stuff on the side. And I was thinking to myself, you know, if there's ever an opening, I, at any local junior college, I'm going to put in for it. And lo and behold, uh, that summer the assistant job came open at Allegheny uh, I applied for it and, you know, was able to get the job. And, you know, I've been there going into my third year now at AC. Um, So, you know, that, that is uh, definitely starting from the bottom, uh, you know, (laughs) by starting with a men's league team as a coach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, this is so cool. And just for everybody that's listening, I just want to give you guys a, a kind of a sense of this spaces is all live. You know, I mean, none of this is is um, edited. We don't do do overs, and also Coach Reinhardt and myself, we don't know each other. I mean, we're really getting to know each other, just like anybody that's listening. And so I love, I love this background. I will tell you that Coach Reinhardt has been very supportive of now D one, very very appreciative of him, and just to kind of give you a sense of the character and who he is, I just reached out to him and said, "Hey, would you help?" me and be a part of my show and he instantly said yes i'd love to do that just tell me when and that's just kind of the guy he is and and as as you're getting a sense talking to him i think you're going to realize that as well hey there's a couple of things that you just said that i i'd really like to talk about a little bit more one you said uh after your playing career you were busy at a business that you own hey what what kind of business do you own yeah it's a sporting goods store
1: um so you know, basically uh, you know if you're at a high school right now or at a college um, you know uniforms game balls equipment you know bats etc all that stuff that you need for the year uh, our business provides that so it actually kind of was the perfect segue into coaching because I already had a lot of connections at the collegiate level uh, you know through selling sporting goods to them uh, and then at the high school levels and You know, I I have some great uh, I have some great people that, you know, incoming recruits uh, from different agencies and recruiting services that I was able to meet. So it was kind of like the perfect segue into coaching, Uh, you know, kind of already having that background of, you know, people that you can reach out to for outgoing recruits, incoming recruits um you know and so it, it's kind of funny as it, weird as it seems the sporting goods industry really you know <laughs> works hand in hand along with being a coach
0: <laughs> i love that and i and i know that you probably weren't expecting this to be a, like a commercial for your business or anything but what's the name of the store
1: uh it's personal best athletics right here in cumberland maryland
0: personal best athletics is that the name of the website as well if anybody wanted to get in touch with you
1: Yeah, website is GiveYourPersonalBest.com, and you can get in contact with us right there on the Contact Us tab.
0: All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. And then the second thing that you were talking about, the men's league. Man, all right, so was this a league that was specific to just Maryland, or were you traveling around a little bit? And did you have to go and try out for them? I'd just like to get a little bit more about how did you get involved in this men's league?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, it it was a Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia league. Uh, So we played, you know, in those general areas. Um, And it was actually all sanctioned underneath of one umbrella of uh, um, adult baseball, basically. Um, And I actually, I had a friend that, you know, ran a team. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, you guys have any pitchers, you know, (laughs) basically I wouldn't mind coming out and throwing a few innings. Uh, he was like, Yeah, you know, anytime we have an opening, I'll let you know. And uh, a couple weeks after I had texted him that, you know, after not throwing for four years, I was on a mound and I was like, Man, I, you know, I really missed this. So I was super appreciative of the two years I was able to get to throw again. Um, you know, it, it was really, you know, a good time. Um, but, you know, then obviously um, transitioning into coaching a little bit, whenever, you know, the, writing was on the wall.
0: (laughs) I can appreciate that. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, there's a, about a month and a half ago, we had the opportunity to have Jeremy Booth on and, you know, he does the future stars series and, and he was just a big time high school athlete came out of California and he had a lot of injuries as well. And his pro career really kind of got derailed. And I think he ended up playing, gosh, I got to tell you, coach, I think he played for, for, 15 to 20 different minor league teams due to injuries and just kind of getting kicked around. And he made the comment. If you, if you're not willing to walk through fire for baseball, baseball will absolutely kick you out. And I think one of the things that just kind of struck me as I was listening to you, when your career probably ended a little sooner than you were really wanting it to that passion just never left you. You know, it was something that was still kind of burning inside you and when you had an opportunity to get back out there, feel the baseball, get, you know, total rubber and just be doing what it is that you felt like you were really meant to do, it just never left you. And, and then again, a second time when your career kind of was like, all right, <laughs> I guess maybe this is it. You still couldn't leave it. You're, you've got to be coaching it. And I think it's I think it's just remarkable If you're going to really be successful, I guess successful in anything in life, but if you're certainly going to be successful in baseball, you have got to be so passionate because you're going to fight so many hurdles in your career. You're going to come up against so many obstacles. And if you're one of these guys that just kind of lets that knock you down, you you know, you could have all the talent in the world. You'll never be successful. You've got to be willing to kind of walk through fire. Would you agree?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I 100% agree. And, you know, I think a lot of what got me into coaching outside of the fact that, you know, I'm a competitive person and I like to compete. Um, and, you know, that's one of the best ways that I can compete now is through coaching. Um, but, you know, back in the, you know, even mid to late 2000s, you know, we didn't know what we knew now as far as arm care is taking care of, you know, as far as that's concerned. I mean, I was someone that, You know, I would relieve on Mondays, I would start on Wednesdays, and then relieve again on Fridays. Um, So, you know, I mean, I ended up, I I tallied it up one time. I threw 347 innings one time in just one calendar year. Oh, my word. Um, You know, and looking back (laughs) at it, it's like, yeah, okay, well, no wonder you did get elbow tendonitis and end up, you know, tearing your labrum. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it kind of all, you know, comes together. But, you know, I wanted to help pass along, my experiences and, you know, kind of, I see it a lot. We had a kid this year that, um, you know, I think you'd take the ball every day if you gave it to him, and, <laughs> you know, kind of have to help protect these kids from themselves a little bit sometimes because I was one of those guys that, you know, it didn't matter if I was sore. If I get loose, I was going to, you know, get loose and go throw, <laughs> um, you know, and so that was a big driving factor to me and my baseball, uh, you know, for coaching. It was, you know, just being able to teach these kids the proper way to take care of their bodies and, you know, um, just be able to help these kids, you know, reach, you know,
0: the the level they want to compete at. Absolutely, man. I can so appreciate this. So give us a sense then you know, you were kind of talking about that the day-to-day and helping these kids really at least have the opportunity to kind of fulfill their potential, whether they fulfill it or not, you know, but you're giving them the opportunity to be able to do it. So how do you, how do you just kind of give us a sense of what the day-to-day is like for you as an assistant coach at AC?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I, the staff that I'm on is, is great. I mean, Gary Tipton, our pitching coach and Mason Hine, the head coach, just, just, absolutely love those guys um, you know so uh, one of the things I really appreciate about uh, our coaching staff is the fact that you know coach Hein is someone who is uh, really willing to listen to input from everyone um, and you know it, it, it's a very interesting dynamic um, where you're able to you know have um, three guys who just really get along um, you know Uh, on the coaching staff. But, you know, as far as being an assistant coach, a lot of what I'm doing um, is, you know, helping our outgoing recruits. Uh, So guys who are here, you know, right now, you know, that we're trying to get to four year schools uh, or, you know, even in some uh, cases, professional baseball, and then obviously trying to, you know, get the next group of Trojans in here, uh, you know, for our 2024, 2025 classes, um, so, you know, the day-to-day obviously changes in the offseason. It's a lot of incoming and outgoing recruiting. And then obviously once we get into the season, um, you know, you're, you're looking at more outgoing recruiting and, you know, then going to practice, putting together, you know, programs for our guys for throwing programs, uh, you know, kind of going over what we're going to do for practice and, you know, helping get these guys ready for
0: the spring season. Heck yeah, man, it's a full-time job. I got to tell you, though. The last week or so, I feel like every time I open up Twitter, I'm seeing – you're talking about the outgoing recruiting. I feel like every time I open up a, a different page, I see a commitment coming out of Allegheny College. What's going on, man? You guys are absolutely turning out ballplayers. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, we had, we had a really solid class this year. Um, you know, I, I was really excited, you know, with – what was going to happen at the start of this year for our guys, because I knew we had some really talented guys. Um, and, you know, it's been really exciting to, you know, see these guys, uh, you know, going to the next level. Uh, I mean, just this week alone, we've had three commitments. I mean, uh, Noah Williamson to Ohio State, Kobe White to Stephen F. Austin, and then Nick Berryman to uh, McPherson College. Uh, you know, that, that is so rewarding to see that for those guys, because they all deserve it. Uh, They were all great guys while they were here, Uh, you know, leaders on and off the field, uh, really worked hard. And, you know, they they came here and they did what they had to do, uh, you know, in the junior college world to move on. Um, So that's really been a thrill to see these guys get the opportunity that, you know, when they came in here, they had a goal and, you know, they they achieved it. Um, I know I was talking to uh, Kobe White just the other day and he said, you know, when I first came here, my biggest thing was I was going to come here I was going to work for two years I wasn't going to think about anything else because I want to see what the highest level I can play at is. He said I want to help turn a program around and this is the perfect place to do it and I mean man did he do it <laughs> you know ends up going to Stephen F Austin and that you know that's just the thrill and then you know I mean for Noah Williamson um, to come here you know really, I mean, not a ton of offers out of the high school world and, you know, decided that he wanted to come here for two years and, you know, bet on himself. And I mean, if there's ever a definition of uh, what junior college can do for you, he, he's the guy to look at. I mean, he came here, gambled on himself, worked hard, got the grades, um, you know, is now going to be pitching in the Big Ten this year with Ohio State.
0: Man, Hey, everybody that's joining again, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your support more than you'll ever know. You know, earlier I mentioned that we record this space. Not only do we retweet it out, but we turn it into a podcast. The podcast is Now D1 Speaks, and it is absolutely blown up. I, I got to tell you, it just surprises me when I see the subscribers and the listeners and how many times that the shows have been downloaded and so forth. It's just really remarkable. I think it's just a kind of a perfect union. Again, our core audience, our core audience is really college coaches. Our core guests are our uncommitted baseball prospects, uh, prospects generally high school. You know, I've recruited some junior college guys I've recruited. I mean, um, interviewed I've interviewed junior college guys and I've interviewed some post-grad guys, but most of the guys have been high school uncommitted and they're just looking for an op- <clears throat> They're just looking for an opportunity. And so it's been a really, really good show all the way around. Very fortunate to have Coach Reinhardt on with us tonight. And you guys, I have to excuse my voice. I have been sick the last couple of days. I apologize for having such a a raspy voice, but we'll get through it. So, Coach, I I tell you, when you were talking about, you know, a a couple of the guys that that just moved on to the next level, you know, specifically Kobe and, and Noah, you know, you know, and, and a couple of things that were just really standing out. They were they were kind of betting on themselves and they put down a track record. I got to tell you, I love the JUCO route. Just such a proponent, really, of all the benefits that junior college offers. I mean, could you kind of talk to us about that and then maybe specifically what it is that Allegheny College really has to provide?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think junior college in most instances is the, the best route for guys, um, you know, especially now, uh, you know, that we're getting into the transfer portal era. I mean, there's more competition now for, you know, outgoing recruits than ever before. Um, you know, I tell all of our incoming recruits, look, when you come in, you know, it used to be that if you were a high school guy, you know, you're competing against, um, you know, at worst, maybe a, a junior or a senior at a school, um you know that you would have to beat out for a position the problem now is when you're coming out of high school and even when you're coming out of junior college you have to be better than the grad transfer you have to be better than the kid who may transfer from xyz school to you know this other school and it's affecting all divisions it's not just division one baseball it's not just division one two uh three i mean it's not even you know just NAI I mean it comes all the way down to the junior college level Um, and so one of the biggest things is you know you have to be able to separate yourself from the pack Uh, and the best way that I think that you can separate uh, yourself from the pack is a you have to be a great person on off the field you have to be a leader you have to do what's right at all times Uh, and then b you're going to have to go get the grades I mean you know, you can have all the talent in the world. If you don't come here and get the grades, then you are not going to be able to move on. Um, and, you know, specifically, the the better your grades are, the cheaper you are for schools and the more affordable that you are for schools. And, you know, by doing that, you can really help yourself in the long run, uh, you know, maybe go to that school that you really want to go to because they don't have to spend as much athletic money or, you know, maybe they don't have to spend any at all. Um, but, you know, Those are two huge things um, that I I think goes overlooked. A a lot of guys come in, they're like, man, you know, I got to do this. I got to bat this or I have to have an ERA like this or, you know, my my strikeout to walk ratio has to be this. At the end of the day, I'm telling you, if you come here and, you know, you do what you have to do on and off the field and you go and get the grades, you've already established a cornerstone for yourself that you're going to be able to go play baseball somewhere. Maybe it's not exactly where you always dreamt of, but you are going to be able to go play college baseball. I mean, let's face it, that's a blessing. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't get the opportunity to play college baseball. So, you know, really at the end of the day, that's where it all starts, in the classroom, on and off the field. Um, Now, as far as, you know, what we do at Allegheny College to help get guys recruited, I feel like one of the things that we really do well is we really market our guys hard uh, on Twitter, directly to coaches uh, through email, through text. Um, You know, we also have a great partner that we work with, uh, Cross Brothers. Uh, They are a recruiting service that we've used. And I got to tell you, we've had a lot of guys come through here from Cross Brothers. And they do a really good job at, you know, helping us with their guys who have come here. But I got to tell you, they've always sent us really solid guys. And he've just been I mean, Joe uh, over at Cross Brothers has just been amazing, Uh, not just to us, but, you know, helping us with get contacts for guys, you know, to uh, get out of here. But we really do a good job of marketing our guys. Uh, We have a pro day every year in the fall, have a lot of coaches out to that, uh, you know, and then we gather tape on every single kid and we get the tape from the kid uh we get their grade we get or their gpa i mean and we get their uh height weight get all their metrics and then we send out all that information to every coach in the country basically on an email directory that we have and i got to tell you when we do that it's typically a pretty busy month or two for us cuz <laughs> we're getting blown up pretty good um but you know that that's kind of how we approach it uh, I view junior college as a place that, I mean, obviously, you know, your goal is to always win. I'm super competitive and I'll take losses as hard as anyone. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, the reason you're coming to junior college is so that you can develop and go on to the next level. And we don't lose sight of that uh, throughout any part of the year. And we really work hard to get our guys recruited. I'm telling you, it's it's tough. I mean, it would be easy to, you know, just kind of tell guys, hey, you know, you have to – You know, kind of do your own recruiting. But at the end of the day, that's that's not why you're coming to junior college. You're coming to help get recruited. Um, So, you know, we we really help our guys out with that. Now, I will say you do need to help yourself by helping market yourself as well, because, you know, the coaches can't always do it for you. Um, you know, but we had some guys this year who were really good at helping market themselves and between, you know, those guys doing it and then us reaching out to coaches all the time. Uh, you know, it it seems like it's been a formula that's really worked for a lot of guys.
0: I would have to agree. I think the formula that you guys are on is absolutely successful. I had the opportunity to talk to a coach last night and it was really amazing. One of the things that he said, was so similar to you, coach. He was saying, hey, number one, you've got to have the ability. But number two, you just gotta be a good human. You gotta be a good human being. (laughs) You know, you, you gotta be someone that's responsible, that can take care of their business off the field, and is just a good person to be around. I mean, that's that's a major piece of it. And the other thing that you were talking about, and it is so true, and it doesn't matter the level, the opportunity to play college athletics is it just doesn't happen for everybody. To be able to say that I play, oh, by the way, you know, 20 years from now, oh, by the way, I I play college baseball. That's something literally you will carry with you for the rest of your life. I mean, that is truly a blessing. You nailed it. It is an extreme privilege. And then if you have the responsibility to carry yourself, knowing that that was such a blessing and still put down the track record. Well, that's why you got your Kobe whites. That's why you have your Noah Williamson's, right? I mean, that's, that's what it takes. And if you're able to market those guys that are doing the right thing, gosh, I got to believe, coach, it just attracts other guys like them to want to come and talk to you and find out what it's all about. And so it kind of just feeds each other all the time. Yeah, no, Absolutely. Hey, man, I really, really love this. Talk talk to us a little bit more about recruiting. Like when you're when you're out and and you're going to watch a guy play outside of the ability, because I can't imagine that you're going to get in your car and go anywhere if somebody doesn't have the ability. I mean, number one, they just they got to be good ball players. But, you know, what is it that you're really looking for to recruit? You know, I mean outside of the positions that you need and so forth. I mean, what is it about somebody that really helps them to get on your radar and you and you to start thinking, gosh, this is exactly the kind of kid we need at school?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, so, I mean, you did nail it on the head. I mean, you know, the abilities obviously would get you interested, um, you know, but from there, you know, if I'm going out to a game and I, I'm scouting a kid or, you know, maybe I'm scouting a team, you know, some of the first things that I look at is, okay, you know, how is this kid? I mean, you know, is he getting along with the teammates? Uh, you know, what's his warm-up routine look like? Um, a lot of times I, I really pay attention to who's running on and off the field. I mean, that's a big one for me. If, if I see a kid that, you know, is walking on and off the field or, you know, doesn't look like he wants to be there, I mean, I, I have no interest. Um, you know, I, I will scratch that name off my list right away. Um, so, you know, I'm looking for guys who are out there supporting their teammates. And honestly, uh, one of the biggest things that I see is, you know, I'm not necessarily concerned about how you perform that day. I mean, if you're a position guy and you're over three, uh, but, you know, you hit three line drives right at people, or you know, really had some good at bats and fought in your at bats, uh, you know, I don't take really results into consideration. I like finding kids that I feel like have the skill set um, and the attitude that I'm looking for. I I can actually tell you, I went to a game um, earlier this year where the kid only got one at bat and he struck out and had one fielding opportunity and made you know the put out. Uh, but one of the reasons I was interested in the kid was he struck out, he came back in the dugout, uh, didn't slam anything, put the bat right back where it, you know, it was supposed to be, and then was right back in there cheering for his teammates. And I heard him say to one of the kids on the team, he's like, hey, next time I get up there, you know, I, 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 I'm going to sit back on that slider next time. You know, I, I'm going to get him next time. And, and that's the guy that I'm looking for because, I mean, let's face it, baseball's a game of failure, especially you know if you're a position player. You know, You have to be okay with accepting failure and embracing it. And, you know, if I see a kid that's putting a, just a tremendous amount of pressure on himself, my my first thought is, I mean, the first slump you go into, it's going to be hard to get out of because you're going to be in such a negative mind space. Um, you know, it's going to be difficult to get out of.
0: Man, I tell you, this is all gold right here. I know that the guys that listen to this show are going to be eating this up. Because honestly, this is the kind of thing that you you read about in posts and articles, coaches saying, you know, and you always kind of wonder yourself, do they really believe that? I mean, or is that just something that somebody's trying to get a click? Right. And, but to hear you say it, that it's really, it's not about the results. I mean, you already know they have the ability. I love the way you were saying that. I honestly, you know what I thought you were going to say coach say he had one at bat and he struck out and he had one field area fielding opportunity and he made an error. And I was like, well, dang, man. <laughs> You should have come and recruited me. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rough day, right? <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I was thinking I would have gotten a full ride. Hey, again, we are talking with Coach Ron Hart tonight. He's assistant coach at Allegheny College of Maryland. Absolutely appreciate him being on. As I mentioned earlier that we record this, we've got the podcast, so forth. Hey, if you're out there and you're listening to it and you're uncommitted, doesn't matter if you're in high school, junior college, you're a transfer, and you just want to be heard and you want to have an opportunity for coaches to find out who you are, please reach out to me. I'm on Twitter. I'm at now underscore D one. I know that we can figure something out and get you scheduled. I'll tell you that, that uh, July is booked. And I think about the first week of August is already booked, but that's fine. We're going to run it through the summer. Uh, we do this Monday through Thursday and we'll continue on. I'm sure into the fall as well. So I'd love to talk to you. Feel free to reach out to me. Hey, Hey, We've talked a good bit about recruiting kind of off and on. And I have a feel for probably where you're going to go with this. But let me ask you, Coach, just given the current model that college baseball is in, you know, with the, with the contact period, D1, you know, when a coach can actually start reaching out to a kid and transfer portal, just what's your feeling with the overall recruiting model and, and the way things are moving? Yeah, so, you know,
1: it's really an interesting uh, space right now. So, you know, it used to be the junior college guys, you know, I'm just speaking on junior college at the moment. Um, April and May was, you know, kind of your period where you had a lot of your commitments coming through. Um, The transfer portal has really changed the game a lot uh, and a lot of reasons, uh, because every school is kind of waiting on exactly what the other guy from the other school is doing. And so in a lot of ways, it's kind of become like a free agency. Uh, and you know, you kind of have to wait for, you know, so-and-so to get out of the portal and commit to, you know, X, Y, Z school. And then, you know, there's a trickle-down effect from each, you know, level. Um, so, In a weird way, I actually think that it has benefited junior college because I think there's a lot of coaches out there that, um, you know, don't really recruit high school guys heavily. You know, I I mean, maybe it's somebody who just has, like, you know, a a tremendous amount of talent. Uh, But, you know, I'm seeing more and more the collegiate coaches, like older guys who have been through, uh, you know, a few seasons, whether it's in junior college or college baseball, and, you know, they like to get that older guy who has been there, done that. And, you know, they kind of know what they're getting. Um, so that's kind of been like the biggest differential that I've seen uh, in the recruiting space, you know, since the, you know, everything's changed with the transfer portal and whatnot. Um, but it, I really do think it's been a, an advantage to junior college uh, because I do think there's been more opportunities. i um but unfortunately i think you know for a lot of high school guys i think it's made junior college for them you know a, a uh, more of an option that they really need to consider uh you know to be able to get a year or two underneath of their belt in college baseball before you know they go to try transfer on to another school so it's really been interesting um you know i we had last year quite a few guys that signed in june and then i mean This year, we had a ton of guys committing throughout June and July. So, you know, it's definitely uh, an interesting space right now. Um, But I also think that, you know, this kind of just goes back to the general recruiting sense in general. um, I kind of think that the recruiting world in general is a lot easier to navigate right now because there's so many ways to get attention and so many ways to, you know, be seen, but, you know, you had to be willing to go out there and put in the time to do that, you know, and market yourself, um, you know, and then have a, you know, a coach help, you know, market you as well. Um, so I, I do think that, you know, um, the addition of the transfer portal. I don't think it's been completely negative. I know a lot of guys like to bash it, but, you know, I don't think it's been completely negative now are there people who I do feel take advantage of it? Absolutely. You know, I, I wish that the transfer portal uh, was more, uh, you know, of a, hey, you know, this just isn't going well. This kid came to a Division One school or a Division Two school, uh, you know, and, and kind of thought he could play here. And, you know, he might need a year or two of development, and, you know, he hits the transfer portal or, you know, a coach leaves or something like that. Uh, I do think that in some cases, the transfer portal has turned college baseball, you uh, into major league baseball free agency, uh, which which is a little bit disappointing because that's one of the things that's, you know, makes college baseball uh, a little bit unique. Um, But, you know, I don't think that the addition of the transfer portal has been completely negative, but I do, I would like to see them make, you know, some tweaks to it that would maybe, you know, allow it to be uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit better. And, you know, I mean, obviously, when you combine the transfer portal with the NLI money that we're seeing, you know, come out of some of these different institutions that, you know, it's definitely kind of changed college baseball from college baseball to, you know, a, uh, like a professional baseball free agency. (laughs) I mean, man, some of these kids are getting paid more money than minor league.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They absolutely are. There's no question about that. I mean, you know, and in many regards, I kind of think you're seeing some of the P5 schools that really have the budgets and so forth. It's almost like they're kind of becoming a little bit of a league of their own and they can compete against the minor league money that's being offered. There's no question about it. And in many ways, as a parent, you know, thinking about my own kids and so forth, I think I would probably be more dialed into saying, hey, coming out of high school, I think you should go to college. You're going to be in a better living environment. It's probably going to be a little bit safer. You're going to get great nutrition. You're going to get great workout programs. You're going to get a ton of clothes. I mean, you're going to be protected, a little safer. You know, I could almost kind of say, hey, I'm I'm pushing you that direction, even if you're a drop-down, drop no doubt, major leaguer, you know. So a lot of things certainly have changed, but – but what a great rundown that you just gave us. And, and focusing really on the junior college piece, one thing that I wrote down just immediately, you were saying like last year, a couple of guys came in June and July, you know, and you're you're starting school in August and, you know, you still got guys, you're signing in July. As it gets later and later, do you really focus only on recruiting? And speaking in high school, that you're only really recruiting high school seniors, there's you guys really aren't dialed into any juniors, certainly not any sophomores, right?
1: I, so, I mean, definitely not juniors, but, you know, when there's kids that hit the portal, we definitely take a look at them. Um, and, you know, I think last year alone, I think we had four or five uh, transfers, um, you know, in the transfer portal. You know, that's kind of what I mean about, you know, it's created such an interesting dynamic because, you know, if you're a high school student looking to go play at a junior college – um, you know, most of the time you assume, OK, well, you know, I need to be, you know, with one of the better play, players in this two years worth of classes. But, you know, that's not always the case. I mean, you know, we had, you know, a kid who was 21 years old transferring to us last year out of a division one. And, you know, the kid was really solid. Um, and, you know, that, that's just kind of my point about you're really facing steep competition wherever you're trying to play. Um, you know, and I think a large, you know, portion of that, you know, does come from the, the
0: transfer portal. Uh, but uh, good. Yeah, absolutely. I was just sitting here thinking too, in regards specifically to you guys, what kind of roster size do y'all have? Yeah, so we typically keep
1: uh, somewhere between 40 or 45 guys. Um, you know, one of the unique things about junior college is you're playing so many double headers that you really have to have a lot of pitching. And it's one of the things that I try to tell our incoming recruits, you know, for our arms, I'm like, Hey guys, I mean, you know, there's some weekends that we're playing doubles on Saturday, Sunday, and then we have doubles on Tuesday, Thursday. Um, you know, we got a lot of innings we've got to cover. So we do keep Quite a number of pitchers. We typically keep between like 20 and 22 arms, um, you know, because you, you got to be able to go out there and you know put out a really solid arm every time that you compete. And especially, I will say, man, Region 20 and Division two junior college baseball is a really good region. I mean, there is some really good baseball that is played here. And you know, if you're not able to go out there and put out a really solid arm, I uh, you know, whether it's a a one or a six guy uh, in your rotation, you know, you're going to have a rough day. So, um, you know, we we do keep about between 40 and 45. And then I would say during the season we're probably around 35 because you obviously lose some guys to, you know, grades and, you know, things of that nature. Um, But one of the things that I think is just unbelievable about this program is uh, Coach Hine does not cut anybody. So if you're here in the fall, uh, you're here with us, you know, through the rest of the year. And, you know, he, he really is committed to, you know, helping um, develop everybody. So, you know, it, it's, it's pretty awesome that, you know, you're able to come here and right away you don't have to worry about, you know, being cut or, you know, anything like that. And one of the reasons we do that is we just don't want anybody to, you know, be tight. If we brought you in, we brought you in because you have a skill set that we like. And, you know, we see an opportunity to develop your game and make you a better baseball player and, you know, obviously help the team. Um, so, you know, they, that's generally how we go about constructing our roster.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, Coach, I have really enjoyed this evening. I mean, you're, you're unbelievable. I appreciate your candor so much and your honesty and just kind of laying out the good, the bad, and the, and I got to tell you the good so far outweighs the bad, but just the way you just kind of lay everything out there. And I love the fact that nobody gets cut. I mean, that is just unbelievable. You're right. If you're on the mound and you're tight and you give up a couple of hits or so, you think you're going to be loose the next time you go out? Heck no. You're going to even be tighter, you know? So I think that's a great attitude right off the bat. Hey, um, Let's kind of end this thing, you know, this evening with if, if you had the opportunity to maybe talk to a younger, a younger athlete, and I'm thinking maybe somebody right before they get really involved in high school, so 13, 14, maybe 15, and, and, and they're good at baseball, but they really want to be successful long term. What, what kind of advice are you giving a young kid like that?
1: My biggest advice would be to enjoy the game and love the game and play the game because you love the game and let everything else fall into place. You know, obviously, you know, you have to work hard and, you know, you have to get it done in the classroom. You have to get it done on and off the field, but as far as on the field, just go out there, appreciate the game and love that you're out there with the opportunity to play. Um, And, and, you know, I feel the rest will always fall into place. You know, like I said, you know, a little bit earlier, I feel like once guys start getting focused on results and whether you're 13 years old or 20 years old or, you know, even when you're four years old and in the workforce, you know, I truly believe that once you start becoming results oriented uh, is when you can really see, you know, some negative impacts. Because if you can't constantly deliver on those uh, on those demands, then, you know, a lot of times you see things go the opposite direction. And so, you know, my biggest thing is don't don't focus on the results, focus on the process, uh, you know, and, and just work your tail off. And if you do that and you're a good kid on off the field and you get the grades, I'm telling you, there is no doubt about it that when you get into that prime area for recruiting, you're going to be just fine.
0: Man, I tell you, coach, you're a fine representative of college, Allegheny College of Maryland. There is no question about it. And I love one of the things to kind of reflect back on, and there's no question about it. you said that region 20 is a tough region. And then you threw in, this is D2 Ju- JUCO. Yeah. Hey guys, any high school kids that are listening out there, you've got a couple of guys in Kobe White and Noel Williamson, right? That they went to D2 Ju- JUCO, and now they're going D1. And I mean, so that just, that kind of tells you the opportunities that are out there. You've got an opportunity to go to college you want to make sure that you're putting yourself in a position to play college baseball, not sit and watch somebody else. You can go just about anywhere and you want to be able to play and you want to be able to put down a record and you want to put down a school record as well. If you have an opportunity to go to junior college and you do it for two years, you're going to walk out of there with an associate's degree already in your back pocket and you're going to do it a lot less expensive than you would just about anywhere else. The advantages to junior college are phenomenal. And then when you hear coaches like Coach Reinhardt and the people that you would be associated with, it's almost a no-brainer. I mean, I got to tell you, there's just too many advantages to junior college just to ever kind of just wipe that out and say, nope, I'm D1 or bust. Hey, Coach, man. I have had so much fun really listening to you this evening and just getting to know you and know more about your program and the way you got into baseball. I mean, just the entire evening, I have absolutely enjoyed it. I I hope it's been worth it for you to be on as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you having me on. And, you know, I mean, now D1 has been great to us at AC, you know, like I said earlier, you know, with us marketing guys on Twitter, you know, being able to use your platform and, you know, having you retweet our guys, you know, there's a lot of coaches that pay attention to your page, and I got to tell you, there have been a lot of coaches that have reached out to me because they've saw the video that you've retweeted. Uh, you know, of guys. So, you know, it was the least I could do. You guys, you know, have been great to us uh, at Allegheny. So, uh, you know, I, I really hope that you know uh, the night was worth it for you, and you know, I really appreciate you having me on.
0: Hey, man, that just absolutely put a smile on my face. Thank you so much for those kind words, man. Just absolutely appreciate it. And I hope you'll make me a promise, man, that we were able to stay connected. And maybe six months from now, a year from now, if I give you a call, man, I'd love for you to come back on. Give us another update. We want to know who you recruited out, where they went to school, and really what the future is looking like for uh, for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. you got my number, man. Just reach out.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Hey, everyone that was here this evening, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate it. I will tell you, tomorrow night, we've got another uncommitted prospect coming on. It's Jeter Battles. He's a 25. You're not going to want to miss it. This is a big-time athlete. He comes from a very athletic family. He's got a huge future ahead of him. Uh, you get an opportunity to kind of hear two different spectrums. You, you heard a coach tonight. And then tomorrow night, you're going to hear an athlete that's trying to get associated with a coach. And so it's a pretty cool dynamic. Hey, again, thank you very much for everybody being here. Thank you, Coach Reinhardt. We're going to end it here. So good night. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution. Trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other, the Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast.